You are listening to the Atlanta Real Estate Forum radio show, all about real estate edition. Shining a light on the movers and shakers in the real estate industry. The home builders, developers, realtors, and suppliers making it all happen. Good morning and welcome back to Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio's All About Real Estate Edition. I'm your host, Carol Morgan, and I'd like to give a shout out and a special thanks to New American Funding for being our 2022 show sponsor. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is made possible thanks to them. So today we're talking about a resource that is in huge demand in Metro Atlanta, but in limited supply. We will be talking about land. I'm joined today in studio by Bruce Carlisle. He's president and CEO of North Georgia Land and the author of Top Dollar Dirt. Welcome to the show, Bruce. Carol, thank you so much for what you're doing for our industry. I appreciate it more than you know, and it's just great to have a resource like yourself to help educate us all and and provide opportunities to learn more about the market. Well, you are absolutely welcome. It's a lot of fun, actually. I always learn from doing these shows. So I appreciate everyone who's on the shows and willing to give their time back to the industry as well. Well, jump in and let's just start off. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. So I was born and raised here in Atlanta, grew up in the Shamley Dunwoody area, married my high school sweetheart, been together for, gosh, 45 years of all things, which is crazy. Played competitive tennis, and some of the guys that I played tennis with were in the real estate business. And so that was the beginning of my love of land and of selling dirt. And so I started in 1994, excuse me, 84, uh, with Property Systems Corporation and um, have been in the land business for 38 years now. Wow. Well, I imagine that you've seen some things change during that 38 years. We can talk about that as we dive into the show, but take a minute and tell us a little bit more about your company, North Georgia Land. So North Georgia Land was created and we were started in uh, 1993 um, after learning the land business from Property Systems Corporation. And then I had a short opportunity to work with Scott Hudgens, of course, who was one of the most visionary builder developers in Atlanta. Of course, he did all the malls, Gwinnett Place Mall and Mall of Georgia. And so I learned the retail market. And so in 1993, um, Publix decided to come to town. And so I had a relationship with a major retail developer. And so he gave me the opportunity to source Publix deals. And so it was a blast going around all of Atlanta and finding locations. And so that was really the beginning of North Georgia land. Um, Shortly after Publix entered the market, if you remember, Walgreens decided to come in. And so we had a wonderful run of retail deals uh, back through the 90s. And unfortunately, we haven't seen anything like that since. But um, that was the beginning of of North Georgia land. Uh, That's exciting. Well, I know that you um, have been really busy lately and have written a new book, Top Dollar Dirt. Uh, Share a little bit about what that's about. So... Yeah, it's really been a journey. Um, Originally, Top Dollar Dirt came about through the idea that there's a lot of uh, resources that landowners could really use to help understand the process and to understand uh, exactly what they could do as landowners to prepare their property and ultimately work the process to be in a better position to sell it 
and ultimately get top dollar for their land as they walk through this process. And so as I compiled this, there were enough stories and enough information that owners have really found it to be a great resource. It's really a resource for landowners to help understand how to uh, move their property more effectively toward an ultimate sale, whether it's in a year or 10 years. Well, and I know you you address and you know kind of walk them through that process in there, but talk about some of the biggest misconceptions that landowners have relative to the process of selling their land. For having um, been doing this for 38 years, a lot of owners believe that the who of the builder developer is not as important as the money. And as you know, Carol, as you walk around and, and see all the different types of development in our city, certain developers and builders do certain products much more creatively and more effectively than others. And so uh, it's been an education process helping owners realize, you know, picking who is really, really important. Um, another real key is they forget or not forget, they don't realize the complexity of a land deal, um, how long it takes, the bumps in the road. I don't care how clean a deal looks on the surface, there will be bumps in the road. And so that's been a huge education process. And then lastly, if you'll let me share this one, the municipalities around Georgia are now realizing density isn't necessarily a bad word. Um, back in the 80s and early 90s, the whole idea that larger lots meant higher priced homes is a misconception. And the municipalities are coming to believe that you can do something really creative with smaller lots and that many owners now want that open space. They want the walkability. I, I look, was down at, in Trillith recently and Trillith down in Fayette County in the city of Fayetteville, I mean, they've been amazingly successful in a very diverse types of residential products and have just done a great job in uh, helping the city of Fayetteville realize this can be very successful and, and creative and unique. And so they're a, a great one to look at. Yeah, you've touched on so many things um, with that answer that I think we could talk about each of them for another 30 minutes. But, you know, you're you're definitely spot on as it relates to smaller product. People want it for any number of reasons. You know, they don't want to take care of the big yard anymore. Right. And then just the whole mis, you know, perception that if it's smaller, it, it doesn't, you know, it's not worth as much or it's it's not a good comp. The reality is these smaller homes cost more per square foot than the bigger ones do. You can see that on the regression analysis, you know, all day long. So um, I think all that's really interesting. And it's, it's, it's kind of fun to see how homes went from being, you know, smaller in the 60s and 70s to, you know, bigger in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. And now we're going back to small again. But I imagine you've seen a lot of things dramatically change. Uh, since your career started in 1984. Talk about some of the other other changes that you've seen. I tell you, Carol, when I look back on how we used to do land and when we wanted to go find out who owned a piece of property, we would go to the courthouse at whatever county we were in. We'd pull out this tax plat that was about three feet by three feet and we'd flip these large pages um, to determine who the tax parcel number was 
You then had to go match that up with the owner records and try and pull the owner. And then in this, believe it or not, the young people won't believe it. You would then go to the white pages and try to find (laughs) the owner's name. And, you know, the thing that is is most of the younger brokers don't appreciate is um, all of that stuff's available at its fingertips now. And it's just amazing how uh, so much in the form of technology and information is now readily available. Um, Another big change is social media and social media. There's so many good aspects to social media and the ability to have uh, people be well informed about um, information. But one of the downsides of social media is the ability to have people who want to oppose a rezoning get on this herd mentality of just um, they'll send out a massive email and say, please you know, vote to deny this, they're not even sure where the property is, much less whether it's a good land use or not. And so that's made it very challenging to work with homeowners and to work with uh, county and city officials to realize land use is still an important aspect of of how growth should occur. So that's been a, a huge change. Can I throw one more at you? Yeah, throw one more. So in the 80s, when I was first getting in the business, the market was really capital driven. There was so much money chasing so few deals. But what was unique about and different than it is today is these were non-recourse loans. These were loans that uh, there was kind of a mindset in the day. If you can get the money, you build it. And, and the deal didn't even have to make great sense because the builder developer was not on the hook. And so you were having builders and developers, this is more on the retail side, taking out these large fees. And the reality is some of these projects were not that well conceived, but they still made a handsome profit because they weren't on the hook. And wow. so that's um, really changed dramatically. If you remember through those late 80s, there were some uh, savings and loans that actually got their hand caught in the cookie jar and uh, had to basically, I think some people ended up in maybe jail. I don't know for sure, but um, it was a crazy time then. Yeah, <laughs> kind of the Wild West. Well, you know, what, um, you know, what things have stayed the same throughout your career? You know, from a purely land brokerage standpoint, Trust truly is the currency of all business. And I don't think that's ever going to change. I think landowners, oftentimes, their asset, for the most part, may be this 50 or 100 acre tract of land that could be valued anywhere from, you know, $5 million to $10 million. And they're scared to death about making wrong decisions. They may have inherited the property from their grandparents or uh, came about it in some unusual way. And so they're very nervous about making wrong decisions. And what I have found is there's an intangible joy of really walking with owners to help them understand the process, to explore all the options, and to really help them know that we we are making the best possible decision for you. 
And whatever decision you want, Mr. and Mrs. Landowner, is critical to the goal of this process. So those are a couple pieces that um, have remained the same. One other is right now, there's a lot of capital out there and there's a lot of money chasing deals, uh, but the deals have to work. Now they're really being scrutinized at a much higher level. The level of sophistication of underwriting has increased. And so all of that makes it for a challenging market. But once again, there's a lot of people chasing deals right now. You're absolutely right about that. There's a lot of deals and there's a lot of money and and, you know, it, it's all got to be in line. You know, you talk about the four P's of real estate, you know, the product, the place, the price, you know, all of that. It's got to be right. You can't mess any of that up now or it's not going to work. So and and that's, you know, there were times that things were so good that it didn't really matter what you built. It was kind of if you build it, they will come. But that's certainly not the truth today. Think you need 20 percent down to become a homeowner? Think again. What if you could buy a home without a down payment? That's right. New American Funding understands that saving for a down payment can be difficult. They have competitive loan programs that can get you into a new home. Their 100% FHA financing loan program makes getting into a new home with no down payment possible. Let one of their home loan professionals pre-qualify you contact a new American funding loan officer today to find out more about these niche loan programs and start your home ownership journey. For more information, call 678-898-3540. That's 678-898-3540. What trends do you see in the land business that our listeners might find interesting? You know, a, a, an obvious one, but unless you're really digging into the market, you might not see it as much, is the build-to-rent model. I mean, that is here to stay, and that is something that um, I think it's in the process of, of maturing, um, but the demand by these institutional money to invest in single family homes as a asset class has just really changed the complexity of putting deals together. And they have a much longer uh, horizon than some of the uh, smaller investors. And so it's making it really difficult for the smaller investor or the original landowner type, not original, but say the first time home buyer who's competing against uh, all cash offers at three or four hundred thousand dollars with no due diligence. The poor young family, I mean, they're finding it really difficult to put deals together, and it's kind of sad. <laughs> um, a couple others that I find are really interesting is just the level of complexity of as you go from county to county or city to city, a lot of those regulations are always changing and morphing and twisting. And so in the old days, you used to be able to get a deal closed once you got it rezoned. But now most people are requiring a land disturbance permit because the permitting process has gotten very onerous and very complicated. And it's different from county to county or city to city. And so that has added, you know, another 
four to six months to some of these transactions, which is just an education process for the owners to realize. I think most owners would be pretty shocked if they realized the entire kind of due diligence and um, zoning and, you know, LDP process and all that that kind of takes you up to that closing in some cases is about a two-year process. And then it's probably going to be another two years before you get through enough of the development to actually start putting houses on that piece of dirt. Yeah, it's been um, really um, a little disheartening, but, you know, we have, as brokers, we have to work with the counties and cities that we're in and and try to help the owners understand this is a process that we just have to work through if you want to get top dollar for your land. Absolutely. One other that is really kind of fascinating, I'm not as familiar with it, is the whole accessory dwelling um, units that the city of Atlanta has allowed now. So if you have a, a home on a lot in the city of Atlanta, there are areas within Atlanta that you can now go build a little small cottage or a tiny home and have a another place for affordable housing. So it's kind of a dual purpose. It's providing affordable housing to uh, folks who might not be able to afford the area. And it also provides a source of income for that owner of that lot. So I'm happy to see the city uh, being so proactive in creating that kind of a, a nice and unusual use. Yeah, there's all sorts of innovation going out there. And I think that the innovation that's going on is the key to, you know, getting more people in affordable homes and making all of this work. Well, I would be remiss if I didn't mention our sponsor, New American Funding. You talked about all the all-cash deals and how that's hard for the entry-level buyers and the you know individual buyer to compete with. Well, there are some very creative, innovative mortgage companies out there like New American Funding that can work with buyers to help that buyer present an all-cash offer. And then after the house closes, they convert that to a mortgage. So there, there are some creative things out there that buyers can look into if they're you know coming up against that they keep losing to the cash offers. So something to look into. I'm so glad that's happening. I, I figured it was. I'm just not as close to that side of the business, but that's great to hear. Yeah. I, I just love seeing people innovate. You know, there's lots of opportunities. I guess there's challenges that become opportunities and then it's, you know, how you deal with it. And I guess I'd love to hear more about some of the challenging land deals that you've put together. So I was thinking about um, my career and one deal that kind of stands out that was really a lot of fun was, happened in the early 90s when a, a developer who was a friend of mine approached me and said, Bruce, would you work with us to assemble enough land for a college? And I'm like, oh, this will be so fun. This is a cool idea. And so what was really unique about the deal is we were able to contract with a landowner with no contingencies, no rezoning, no concern for utilities, no concern for road improvements. I mean, all the things that most deals have that make it more complex when you're talking about an institution like a college that is being funded by uh, the state, they can just kind of make all that stuff go away. And so 
we ended up closing 187 acres out on 316 in Collins Hill, where Gwinnett College stands today. And just to have a deal be so seamless without all the hurdles um, and not being able to tell the owner. So the owner was like, well, what's what's going to go here? And all we could tell him is it's an institutional use and they're very capable. So it was that was really a cool deal. Yes, you don't see very much of that, you know, as a developer. I'm sure any developers listening to this show are drooling over that because who wouldn't want something that was that seamless and that easy, right? No, I mean, it's been 38 years. That has happened once. Once, (laughs) there you go. So it's a once in a lifetime. Wow. Um, But another one that actually was really kind of fun, if you know the um, Swanee Town Center, and that was a very successful, well-conceived, mixed-use, walkable really nice project. And just to the south of the town center was Swanee Lumberyard. And this was the oldest business in the city of Swanee. It was started in 1961 and they were literally operating Lumberyard. Everybody and their brother had tried to put this deal together. And so I was able to just over a long period of time, cultivate this relationship and work with this family. And today you go out there and you see two really nice high-end apartment complexes with retail on the first level. We did a townhome deal in the back of the property. We created all kinds of walkable trails and open space. And the kind of kicker on the whole deal was the lumberyard said, well, okay, we'll sell, but you have to go find another property in the city so we can keep our lumberyard in the city as the oldest business in the city. And so uh, that was a real challenging process, but we ultimately did in fact find some property, work with a developer and put a deal together. So they were able to kind of get both sides of the equation done. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's definitely an interesting one. And I think you've hit the nail on the head. So much of this is about relationships. And it certainly is about relationships when you're looking to buy that, you know, piece of land as a developer that's been in the family, you know, maybe it's the 50 year old or 100 year old family farm, you know, that that family for the most part is, is not just looking for somebody to, to buy that farm, but somebody they can have a relationship with that maybe we'll see their their vision to fruition. Well, you're you're exactly right. I mean, we we really try to take all of that into consideration when we're working with families, whether it's naming opportunities or if there's something that we could do to try to honor the family uh, in some other way. We've done one where we actually created a little community garden and named it after nice. the family. And that kind of stuff it gives you that intangible benefit of really feeling accomplished when you're doing a transaction. That's really fun. Well, it's that nod to history and a sense of place. And I think Mm -hmm. that the future residents like that too, because it, you know, it gives a little bit of a sense of nostalgia and, you know, of those that came before instead of just a big impersonal, you know, development. Absolutely. Well, for our listeners that are landowners, what's one final tip you can give them um, to steward their property well? You know, I think probably the best advice I could tell any landowner is to be your own advocate, that no one is going to look after your interests better than yourself. 
use resources, use the internet, track rezonings, track sales, but you need to be the person to look after your family's property and to really make sure that you're staying on top of the local politics. And we try to do that with owners. Many of the people we work with, we've been working with, with for years. And it's over that long horizon. Um, you know, land transactions are a marathon, not a sprint. And so owners have to understand that and, you know, be proactive about their property. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They do. So, and, you know, it's just like anything else in life. You've got to be proactive about, you know, your kids, proactive about your pets, proactive about your, you know, your health, you know, property is the same way. You know, if you're not proactive about it, you know, if you want the best, the best dollars, you know, the best offer, then you need to, you know, get out there and, um, you know, take care of your land and, and know what's going on with, you know, adjacent land and in the area. Absolutely. It's, um, and it's not as difficult as some people might think um, just to track the rezonings that are happening around you and to see when a sign goes up, you know, what is that property? What are they asking for that? And you just begin to become much more aware of the surroundings. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, we are about out of time, but before I let you go, how can our listeners get more information on you, North Georgia Land, and your new book, Top Dollar Dirt? Uh, well, thank you again, Carol, for this opportunity. And we're available at northgeorgialand.com. Our website tells your listeners a lot about who we are and what we do, how we conduct ourselves, and how we we're a small boutique operation. And uh, we're not looking to be the biggest. We just want to be uh, really intimately involved with the people we work with. And Top Dollar Dirt can be purchased on Amazon right now. And I, if you have any landowners out there that are interested in receiving a copy, if they would give me a call, um, I'd be happy to talk with them about their land and send them a copy of the book as well. Excellent. So how should they get in touch with you to get a copy of the book and talk about land? Yeah, if they could call me at 678 770-4146-678-770-4146. I would be happy to help any of your listeners and uh, just really appreciate everything you're doing and the opportunity to be one of your guests. Well, thank you. And thank you for your time and thank you for being a guest. Well, that is a wrap for this week's Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio's All About Real Estate Edition. I'd like to thank Bruce Carlisle, President and CEO of North Georgia Land and author of Top Dollar Dirt for joining me in studio today. On behalf of our show sponsor, New American Funding, I'm your host, Carol Morgan. If you enjoyed today's show, then please follow Atlanta Real Estate Forum on Facebook. For more Metro Atlanta news, sign up for our newsletter at atlantarealestateforum.com. And feel free to continue the conversation by downloading and subscribing for free to this show on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify. Thank you for listening. I look forward to seeing you right here again for our next episode. Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio is sponsored by New American Funding and made possible by Denim Marketing, the publisher of Atlanta Real Estate Forum, Atlanta's favorite source for real estate and home building news. 
Denim marketing is a comfortable fit, like your favorite pair of jeans. Denim marketing tailors marketing strategies to meet your specific needs and niche. Try them on for size. They will work to create a perfect fit for your company's marketing program. Call them at 770-383-3360 or send an email to info at denimmarketing.com. For more information on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio or to inquire about being a guest, contact info at atlantarealestateforum.com. Check out the radio show by visiting atlantarealestateforum.com or by listening to the show on your favorite podcast app. And if you enjoyed today's broadcast, we'd sure appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time on Atlanta Real Estate Forum Radio.